Thanks for checking out the Jeff Needs Help podcast, everyone. On this week's episode, a good friend, Troy Paisley, and I break down the entire eight-episode season of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Troy's a really smart and enthusiastic Star Wars fan, and I just try and keep up. I think you'll have a good time. Enjoy. Thanks for uh, joining the Jeff Needs Help podcast, everyone. We really appreciate it. This week, uh, my friend Troy Paisley is going to help me discuss one of our favorite uh, TV shows of the of the year, or last year, however you want to say it, uh, The Mandalorian. So, uh, hey, thanks for coming on, Troy. How are you? Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, Jeff. It's been great to catch up with you. It's been a while since we've talked, so... Oh, share yeah. common interest in this Mandalorian stuff, so I can't wait to jump in and discuss it with you a little bit. Absolutely. So, you know, so first of all, just a, I guess uh, the overall take. When did you uh, did you have <laughs> Disney Plus before they released the Mandalorian, or was is that why? I didn't. I didn't, and that's one of the things that I think I love the most about it is just it was a pleasant surprise. You know, yeah. Uh, m- most of the time, I'm a big sci-fi fan, and everything that's about to come out, just like the anticipated Picard Star Trek series that comes out next week. Oh and my gosh! I'm trying to read a little bit about it, but not read too much because I have a tendency in the past to like read too much into those and come up with a lot of spoilers and things like that, but. Yeah, Disney Plus kind of was one of those things we were going to hold off for a while. And I'd heard very little about The Mandalorian. It seemed cool, but not worth adding on another subscription service and all that (laughs) with everything else that we have. But then I was actually on my phone just surfing through some articles, and I came across a thing that um, Verizon Wireless, if you have unlimited cell service with them, which we do, we have to, because we have a 16-year-old daughter that blows <laughs> yeah. through data like it's water. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> that. Yeah, so that I came across the, a little thing that you get a year free of Disney+, Plus. so it's like, heck yeah, I might as well take advantage of that and, and check out this Mandalorian show and see what it's all about. And it was right around... Uh, pretty soon after the second episode had dropped. So literally as soon as we signed up for it, it was over the weekend. I'm sitting there with my wife. And I'm like, you want to check it out? Sure. Let's go ahead and play it. And by the end of the first episode, we were both hooked. You know, she, she's kind of a sci-fi fan by default since she lives <laughs> with me. We've yep. been married for 24 yep. years. <laughs> I drag her in as much as I can so I can have somebody to talk to about it. But you. yeah, she she totally loved it and we've just been hooked ever since. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> very similar to mine. Actually, you're kind of a part of mine. So um, I was the same way. I'm, I knew I was going to get Disney Plus because I'm a huge Marvel fan. And, you know, obviously. Yeah. And so uh, I watch, I'm not exaggerating when I say I try to watch a Marvel movie. Like, I may not watch the whole thing, but almost every night. It's just it's just kind of my thing. Wow. So once Disney uh-huh. Plus got it, you know, I told, you know, same thing. I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely getting Disney Plus. There's, it's not even a matter. It's just a matter of time. And I was going to wait like you. New Star Wars show was mm-hmm. coming out. And then, so then I see uh, you especially and a couple uh, other friends on Facebook post like, oh, this man, I think it was our friend Chad that said, this is, this is my favorite Star Wars thing ever. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. And then you comment Mm -hmm. how much you liked it. And I, uh, just from the years of like sharing back and forth with you, I knew, I knew we had something there. I'm like, wait a minute, me and this guy from the same cloth. 
So I immediately, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm not exaggerating. I signed up within minutes after reading that post and clicked on. Oh yeah. And there was two episodes out when I got on and, uh, same with yeah. you. I, I couldn't have been more blown away and I'm not a, I'm not a huge, like outside of the Skywalker, you know, series fan. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I read some com, I've read some comics over the years, but those are still about, you know, either Darth Vader, some, just to get some backstory. Yeah. I watched some of the Clone Wars to try and fill in the gaps. And I guess quick note about the Clone Wars is they help take the bad taste out of that, uh, that, I guess you want to call it the second trilogy out of my mouth. So the Clone Wars kind of help, yeah. kind of help with that yeah. pain and suffering. So yeah, anyway. see, I've never even, I've never even seen any of the Clone Wars. I've seen like bits and pieces of them, but yeah. I haven't sat down to watch any of those or the Rebels or any of the cartoons that yeah. are kind of considered canon. The, yeah. So we're kind of on the same same level playing yep. field. Like the main the main saga, absolutely, is where it's at, absolutely. But I do recommend if you ever get a chance to the Clone Wars is long, but it really fills in a ton of gaps. You know, between the, I think yeah. it's between Episode two. And three and like i say it's way better yeah. than those movies like you actually you <laughs> yeah. actually like the character and just the obi-wan character in it, it is he is perfect so i guess there's an obi-wan show coming out too so but before we get too sidetracked yeah, uh-huh. here so so uh so let's just start off uh we'll kind of let's just kind of go in order here and we'll kind of just bring things up you know like you said yesterday organically so the you know first uh-huh. ep- first episode is called the pilot uh, so that is where, that's where we, uh, that's our first, th- so yeah. this is our first look at a Star Wars, uh, setting, not in the movies, you know? So that's, that's, right. a, that's a big deal on the TV. And, uh, I don't know about uh-huh. you, as soon as they showed they're in a canteen, it, I thought it was just gorgeous. Like immediately I'm yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the things that I've said, uh, several times is to me this is the first time star wars has felt like star wars since star wars yes and i think that's it has the familiarity the nostalgia but they're not shoving it down your throat quite as much you know yes. I'm, I'm so over all the prequels and everything and fitting everything in a nice tiny tidy little box i'm tired of the retelling and the rehashing of the same stories in a different way this is just fresh and yep. new and different and unexpected yep. but it's familiar at the same time if that makes sense oh yeah i mean so favreau john favreau creates this series which this guy he'll, he has a spot in, yeah. a huge spot in my heart because he put out the first iron man which started the greatest, uh-huh. greatest franchise in movie history to me. But um, so uh-huh. I thought the same thing. As soon as I watched it, I'm like, this show already was made to get me to watch. I'm a I'm a classic. Yeah. Grew up with Star Wars. These you know original Star Wars fan. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, holy cow! Uh-huh. And I'm to, in. And to t- <laughs> yes, and to touch on what you said, they did a great job. Like, wait, I recognize this place. You know, you, and you never think in your mind like, "Hey, somebody else could have been there besides Han Solo." You right. Know what I mean, like this place, uh-huh. this place always. So it gave it like this place is always there, not just when Han uh-huh. Solo's there. And and, um, and I guess I didn't pick it up when I first watched it, but um, in the in the show when they're in the cantina, there's actually the uh, the laser burn mark on the wall. To where the, oh, really? the where they shot in the original Star Wars, yeah, they actually put the burn mark on uh-huh. the wall. Just little things. The like whole that. who shot first? Yep. <laughs> and then uh, that leads us out. You know, they take the. Um, well, he you know he gets his bounty. You know we we you know we're we're learning more about him as we. I'm not trying to rush it here. I just know we have a lot to get through. But I thought another yeah, sure. an, another scene when they get out to uh, Mando's ship, and you know the guy takes off. I can't remember the actor's name. I love the guy. Um, that was driving. Mm-hmm. That was driving it. So as soon as he takes off over the ice, a giant monster comes oh, yeah. out and swallows him. And once again, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so now they've told me 
you know, this is definitely Star Wars universe. They're not cutting corners. They spent the money. Mm-hmm. The, and it, I already know for the rest of the series, the special effects are, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not taking the easy way out. So like, once again, I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm, I, I could not be more in <laughs> than I am mm-hmm. right now. Like, and uh, so that, that's a, just another And take. like you say, even, even the cameos and the special guest oh. stars, like somebody that you're familiar with, like you can't quite remember who they are right. or you can't quite place who they are. And then you go and look later and it's like, holy crap, the blue guy was Horatio Sands from Saturday Night Live. I know, right? That I'm I used to love. That. And it's like, who is that? Who is that? And you have to look it up. And yep. it's like, again, familiar but different all at the same time oh, it's yeah. just that creates that weird comfort level yep and, for, <laughs> and then once again it's like it's it's you know it's it's respecting the you know the older fans like us you know we are we are like our age bracket <laughs> is the star wars generation for sure and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and having but and still giving something new so i guess this is my overall take just as soon as i saw it i'm like okay so i like this because an 11 year old kid can watch this and and fall mm-hmm. and fall in love with it on his own terms. He doesn't have to know. He doesn't mm-hmm. even have to. He doesn't even have to know who Luke Skywalker is. He honestly doesn't. He can just fall in love with this. Right. At the same time, mm-hmm. I love it. So that was so. Yeah. So episode mm-hmm. episode one's great. So then, um, so then you know, episode one. You basically just learn about characters. You're learning how the bounty system works. They're kind of feeding you all this. You know, throughout the pilot, you're. Uh, you know, they they mention. Mm-hmm. I guess we should have mentioned for you know people who haven't watched the show. This isn't you know th- these are this is going to be spoilers across the board. So uh, I I usually say that off get but um so this <laughs> and it takes place about five years after Return of the Jedi to give people an idea of yeah. when, when this is. So to keep in mind, like essentially Mando is roughly <laughs> the same age as like you know the Luke Skywalker and them just so people have an idea mm-hmm. of when this takes place I think that's without being a fan like like we are I think people could not quite understand so just to let people know right but uh yeah so then of course you know we 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 find out he's you know he's still uh you know he's a bounty hunter he's doing his job you know uh they're, they're and I think they've done a good job of setting that up for even if this was somebody's first delve first experience with Star Wars they've you know kind of set it up it's the empire has fallen. So yes. even if you didn't know what the empire was, it still kind of sets it on its own little playing field for people that might not be familiar. Yep. That's another thing that I kind of love about it. Yep. I, I totally, I totally agree. I thought they did a great, they didn't, uh, they, they, once again, they paid respect to the, the hardcore fans, but they didn't try mm-hmm. they didn't try to be snooty about like, Oh, you're, you're not, a right. good, you're not a good enough fan to watch us. And I have no problem with shows that do that because as a comic book guy, we can mm-hmm. be, we can be a little, <laughs> Uh, pretentious about like you know it, it, like wait a minute like I I did my dues I've read a hundred issues of this comic you know I've read a hundred issues of Bat- right. of Batman like I want uh-huh. so, so but anyway, give me what I'm expecting here <laughs> yes but uh, I I couldn't agree more I thought they did a, a, a great job and so uh, you know and then the pilot so uh, you know chronologically I think it was he basically got his bounty at the end of the pilot so. Um, that kind mm-hmm. of kind of ends, and he's he's taken off. So we'll go to we'll go to episode two because I have a strange feeling that you really like this episode because um, <laughs> uh, I did. Yes, we uh, we we um, well, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the bounty. Uh, who is it? The which one? In episode two, it's called the child. Uh, the the bounty that, oh yeah the yeah. bounty that Mando's going after is a certain <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, the assets. Yes, <laughs> the, the assets. Asset, the child, the unnamed, what is it, who is it? Yes. And he has, he has taken on the name of Baby Yoda. And, uh, uh-huh. and, and I, he, uh, he kind of took over the universe, <laughs> the actual universe this fall. Like, it's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about some of the – and we meet IG-11. Um, I didn't know much about uh-huh. IG, IGs. I guess they were battle bots. Uh, before, before we get too deep yeah. into Baby Yoda, I loved IG-11. <laughs> I, I, I liked uh-huh. – I thought he was one of the better, I did too. better droids that we've seen in years. They really – something this show did a great job of. And this is a little if – you, if you watch more of the uh, backstories, the Clone Wars and stuff like – droids were were taking over they weren't like they weren't they're not robots they're they're almost uh mm-hmm. they're beings uh, you know <laughs> so there was there was there's a lot of um uh tension between droids and we'll call them humanoids i guess you really can't call the star wars characters humans but uh <laughs> yeah so i thought that i thought this show did a a better job than anything of making you feel like the droids had a quote unquote soul or their own personality and stuff. So I, lo- mm-hmm. I loved how they, how they pulled off the droids in this and the acting of the droids. And the comic relief of the, yes. <laughs> I will self, I will self-destruct. No, yeah. no, no, don't self-destruct. <laughs> so, okay. So, so they find the asset. He opens the, uh, the eggs, we'll call it the egg, the, the bassinet, whatever you want to call that. And so did you have any idea what was going to be inside before you saw it. I did. And that was one of those things where like, I, it it was one of those, you know, watching the news feeds and stuff, trying to avoid it because I really, you know, didn't want to know anything, but a little thing popped up with a little picture and it said the end of episode two. And I clicked away from it. I was like, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So at least I didn't know where he was going to fit in and how he was going to come into the picture. So that was at least not spoiled for me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, the reveal, I I, I guess I would say I had the reveal at a different moment, but at least it didn't spoil when or yeah. what the reveal was about yeah yeah that's, so that's, it could have been a lot worse I was, i'll say yeah i can because i was i was thinking about that when you know some of the stuff we discussed earlier in the week i'm like oh man so i was lucky enough i had zero clue and uh you yeah. know I, they looked down and i'm like holy like i totally bought <laughs> i totally bought in i was thinking of a 50 year old i didn't know that this uh the the uh baby yoda was going to exist and i see it and i literally was right. like holy crap i was so excited so, mm-hmm. man that's fun and then i loved how um now this is where it kind of goes to where like i mean it's obvious this show is uh is as quote unquote a western type of show. I mean even Favreau admits mm-hmm. that it's a western gunslinger mm-hmm. type of show. So even the way they sh- they shot this episode when, you know, the droid, you know the droid's not going to, you know, follow through. And then when you hear right. the, when you hear the uh, the blaster go off and the droid falls like just the way that was shot, mm-hmm. just, that whole scene right there yeah. as far as the way it was uh directed and filmed and stuff. I really thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yes. And then um, then the whole silhouette of him reaching his hand out and little baby Yoda reaching his little oh, three fingered hand back right. up out. <laughs> so here, here's a, here's a technical question for you. Cause I know you're into this side of it too. How do you feel about him? Uh, most of it, I think almost all of baby Yoda's uh, scenes, he, he's a, he's an actual puppet. He's a physical puppet rather than the CGI version. Yeah, uh-huh. And that's something yeah, I like love. a good mix of a practical effect yeah. mixed with the CGI. Yeah. It just makes them more real. Yep, I, yeah. That was one of my, 
that was one of my least favorite things when they started doing all this yep. prequel stuff. And even when George Lucas went back and added the extra scenes, like they just don't match. The I, CGI is not totally there yet. Totally agree. And you know, original Yoda was a full on puppet. Yes. So I love that they're doing that good mix Me just to give them some realism. I thought the same thing. I was one of my first thoughts. I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to like, and that and the acting's better when you have a puppet there. Like, Right. You have something to act to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? So speaking of acting, let's talk about um, Mando himself, Pedro Pascal. Uh, now, are you, is this somebody, I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Um, nope. He, he, okay. So he was in that. He, he was in it for a, about a season and basically stole the show. Like he, he is, yeah. he is a great actor. He's a very good physical actor. Like he was, um, you know, he's a warrior now, but he just, you know, he just—he's just one of those guys. He just jumped off the screen, and then he was in a movie. Uh, he was in the second. Oh shoot! What's the name of the, name of the movie? Uh, oh, I can't believe I can't remember it. Uh, the uh, oh man, I can't. Sorry, can't remember right now. Anyway, he was in another mm-hmm. movie to where he played, you know, this American cowboy. Um. Oh man, what's the, the secret agents from England that, that the crazy movies? Oh, I don't know. I'm being. So anyway, I like this guy. So. I loved how he acted with a helmet on and yet mm-hmm. somehow you felt like emotion, you, like the what? just, yeah. just a, that's a yeah. hard, that's a very hard job. And I thought he pulled it yeah. off. Yeah. And to me, it was a little bit different because I had no idea who this guy was. I'd never even seen his face. Oh, I saw okay. his name. That was one that I intentionally, I didn't even run to Google and look him up because good, good to idea. me, that was part of what created the empathy was the mystique that surrounded this guy. You know, there's yes. a mystique that surrounds the Mandalorians. There is this mystique and ambiguity that surrounded this guy, not knowing who he was, just kind of leaving it up to the imagination. Oh, and that's wonderful. honestly, I could have, I could have gone the whole season without him taking his helmet off that's a, and preferred it that way. Yeah. We'll t- <laughs> we're going to talk about that. When we get that episode. I definitely got some, that's a, that is a hot button issue among star Wars fans. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. So Pedro Pascal, great, um, gr- great actor. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, I'm looking right at the movie he's in. I, it's one of my favorite movies and I can't, I can't remember, uh, the Kingsman. I'm sorry. The Kingsman. He was in the second Kingsman. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've watched <laughs> the Kingsman, but, uh, they're, they're really fun, entertaining comic book type movies, and he plays he plays a great. I mean, a, I mean, an absolute great character in it. He's just a wonderful actor. He did a just a superb job. He's a he's one of the sci fi. He's this isn't the last time you'll see him. Let's put it that way. If you watch, he's going to be yeah. in a ton of these movies. So great. You're right. Great great job with um with with doing it with a helmet on. It was unreal. So, yeah uh, yeah. So so then so then we go into uh, the sin. So essentially, you know, he takes the asset. Hold on. Before we oh, move no. on to that, Absolutely. there's one other thing. There's one other thing I think we have to talk about about the, the second episode, oh. and that was the Jawas. Oh, to me, that was a total gosh. kickback to nostalgia. Oh, yes. And where they yes. tie in, they never played a really, really big part in the movies, but I had a Super Nintendo, and I had Super Star Wars, oh. and I played the crap out of that game. And when every time you shot one of them, they let out one of their, ooh, <laughs> yes. And that sound. I was like, give me a new teeny, give me a new teeny. And they finally did it. And I about went through the roof. That's and you no, can you, even get you're to totally this, right. You can even get to this little place in the game if you punch in the secret code, you know, where you can play all of the music that's in the game and you can make make the different sounds, the blaster sounds and the utini sounds. So I'd sit there, utini, utini all day long. And it was just hilarious to me. And and part of the game, you did 
kind of what Mando did trying to get into the sand crawler in the Super Star Wars game. So that was like a big piece of nostalgia oh, that's just like great. thrown right in there. I am so glad you <laughs> caught that. I'm trying, you know, that, that's why you're here. That's why you're helping me. Um, you're, you're totally right. The scene with him. Uh, yeah, trying to get in the side and he's battling his, that was that was awesome. Uh-huh. That was an awesome action scene. So I think that's one of the things, you know, speaking of Manda, it's it's kind of fun about like this guy's a warrior, but he's not he doesn't just mow through everybody. He's he's gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, mm-hmm. they, he's uh he's vulnerable, <laughs> but yet he just yeah. he finds a way to get it done. I think that was a great thing rather than just making him you know, rather than just making uh-huh. him an action hero and nobody can stop him. Like, no, he falls down, he gets knocked down. So if uh, you have to forgive me, I forget. Is this when we, when we meet the Mudhorn? is that episode two or is that, that's in, is that three? When we find mm-hmm. out. Sad. The creature that he fought. Yeah. I think that was this. I think that was this episode. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's when they, that's when they dismantled the ship when he was yes. out getting, the asset and he comes back and that his is, ship is torn to shreds. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're throwing stuff around. So another thing about those guys, like they just, in, a, in every star Wars, they have no problem. Ju- like they just blow these little guys away for no reason. Like <laughs> I know they're not the best characters, but they are ruthless <laughs> with the jaw was yeah. like, that was yeah. always, that always caught me off guard. Like, yeah, I mean, even Obi-Wan is like that. So, uh, oh, so yeah. So yeah, I, I, I totally apologize for that. I, I got my episodes out of order. So we, yeah, he, they, you know, he has to go get the, uh, well, we find out he's getting the, uh, the egg and what a, yeah. what a great, now see, this is where CGI worked out great. This, this scene looks great when he's, uh-huh. when he's fighting that thing. And this is another, in that, you know, he, he's doing everything he can, the flamethrower. And finally, like, he he's ready to he's ready to sacrifice himself you know to keep fighting this thing and he's just, it's just him and he's got what a dagger you know and mm-hmm. the, and this is where you know I'll, you know I think we know the show's called the Mandalorian and he's probably not going to die and then that this is where we find out that baby Yoda you know has mm-hmm. the, has the force powers like they didn't waste any time with that i figured it'd be right end of season right. no this this uh-huh. this little 50 year old has them already so wow yeah it's <laughs> to your little taste there yeah uh, oh man and see i thought it was cool too how as the viewers we know about the force but people in mm-hmm. in this time of the star wars galaxy it's more of a myth because the jedis have been already they're long gone there's only mm-hmm. you know at this point mm-hmm. there's really only luke left you know in in their world mm-hmm. so it's really a myth so i thought they did a good job and when they see the force like mando wasn't you know, just like, oh, you got the force. Like, he's like, what the heck? Right, what is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of a, I thought they did a good job, just like you said, of of making, they made their own show and they gave they gave new viewers their own world, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't have to know about the force. You can learn about it the same way that the characters in the show do. But, yeah, depending on your level of involvement and love for the saga and the series, yep. you take away something different from it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that that was that the 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 quote unquote fight scene with the jaws. I just I just watched it the other day. I suppose I probably binged all these too close, and I've got them all muddled up in my head. But man, that was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, so that what, we didn't even talk about. It. We meet uh, Quill, uh, Nick Nolte as Quill. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. pretty, pretty cool character. Uh, I, I like this guy. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, up. I fell in love with him right away. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> uh, looked great. 
Uh, I thought it's perfect for Nick Nolte. He's just, you know, he's, he's a little off, uh-huh. you know, he's There's a little quirkiness. Yeah, I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. Kind of stubborn. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a well-written character. All these characters really, they really took their time and wrote them well. I thought I didn't, I didn't feel mm-hmm. any, I didn't feel any character was, uh, so some of the storylines, I mean, that's, I think, I think it's fair to say that the storylines were, uh, a lot of them were cliche. We've seen them before, but I, I mm-hmm. thought that each character they gave them a ton of personality, and mm-hmm. and they were they were really individuals. They weren't just you know uh, plug yeah. and play characters, and just enough you know not yep. going like hardcore into their ca- character development because I think that fits with the show really well too. Because a yep. bounty hunter that's roaming all over the place on from point A to point B to point C wouldn't stick around long enough to really, really get to know a lot of these people. So the little, you know, at first, at least I thought that was going to be Queel. Like, okay, that might be the last time that we see him and that would be the life of a bounty hunter, you know? So I was okay. Like I wanted more of Queel, but it's like, you know, if that's all we see of him, then so be it. Yeah. I I could be cool too. Yeah. I I agree. I like this. Uh, you know, a lot of people may not, didn't care for the, the format of the show itself, which, you know, that's, it's all opinion based, but I like this format Mm -hmm. of TV show. So Mm -hmm. I hear people complain, like some of the episodes, they call them fillers. I, uh, I call them standalone episodes, and I love when mm-hmm. a, when a good series like okay a, a series that did it really great over the years was uh, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so maybe tw- mm-hmm. twice a year they would just put out an episode that you could watch anytime. You didn't have to know what happened the week before. You didn't care about what happened the week after. It was just a standalone mm-hmm. fun episode, mm-hmm. and I like that. I don't need a cliffhanger every week that if I, right. Yeah. If I want something to, if I turn it on and that episode's on, I can just enjoy it as it is. And I thought this show did that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I credit mm-hmm. the show for it. Um, not everybody loves that, but you know, that's why you, you can't please everybody, but I like that. Yeah. You know? I, I feel the same way. At some point you have to have a little bit of a slowdown just so you yeah. can digest things yes. a little bit more. You know, that's one of my big complaints about the whole JJ Abrams universe. It's mm-hmm. like when you're watching a JJ movie or a show or something, it's nonstop action yep. and it's a thrill ride from beginning to end. Like you're on a roller coaster, but then at the end you start picking it apart and you're like, yes. yeah, but what about that? What about that? There's not really time to like, stop and soak it in it's like oh that was cool oh that was cool too sometimes yeah. i think it's good to really digest things and yep you know get them stored in your brain before you move on to the next part yeah 100 percent. yeah I, I that's i thought this show did great that i mean i and i look at this show too like i know i know it's eight episodes but i don't i look at it as they i mean they've already announced season two i i never mm-hmm. watched it as a one and done season so i'm not i'm, right. I'm looking as like they're building on i'm guessing you could probably get five, six seasons out of this pretty easy. So I look mm-hmm. at it. So maybe from me looking at that viewpoint, I wasn't impatient. Like I didn't need every answer. Uh, right. I, I just enjoyed it episode for episode. I, th- I think it sounds kind of like you did too. Um, yeah. So, Even with the shortened episodes, you know, a good show should always leave you wanting more. And this one definitely yep. does. Like oh, the yeah. short episodes gives you a little burst, gives you something to chew on a little bit. And then you immediately want that second, that next episode, but you got to wait a week. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, uh, so yeah, we've met, we met the child We're there and we're realized we can, you can tell right away the Mando is, uh, you know, tossing and turning about what to do with a, with a living, you know, what we call a child, even though he's 50, like they, they clearly, mm-hmm, they right. clearly let you know that he is a kid. And, um, I think that, I thought that was cool. 
that because I think most most bounty hunters um, like Boba Fett, Jango Fett, they weren't they weren't quote unquote, they weren't Mandalorians. They weren't from there, but they were still lived by the same culture. Right. So that's the only ones we know. Mm-hmm. And they were just cold blooded. You, you know, you didn't get to know the personality. So I thought this let mm-hmm. people know that no, under the helmet is a is a guy that ch- as a as a warrior that chose to do this and live this way. But he's mm-hmm. still. He's still a person that has thoughts and feelings, and I thought they did a great job of like mm-hmm. letting you know that they're not just—he's not a mercenary. How about that? He's in, right. He's—he's he's not just an indiscriminate killer. He's yes. like clever and yes. swift and agile and yes. always thinking two steps ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. In every situation. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly. So I, I, once again, the, the character himself—they they just they just nailed it. And Favreau uh, uh-huh. did, did a great job of planning this thing out. He used a. A few different directors. Uh, I think there wound up being three or four directors total. Uh, they all did, you know, mm-hmm. they're all. So, okay, so we'll get into episode three. If, uh, I mean, obviously, a few things happen in all of them. This is, uh, this is where Mando changes his mind, uh, decides, like, no, I, I can't leave this kid. Um, and this is where, mm-hmm. this, is, this is some pretty cool fighting with the stormtroopers. So we get to see your classic. I won't call them bumbling, yeah. bumbling stormtroopers, but they were no match for Mando. <laughs> but really, a lot of cool effects with the flamethrower and 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 what yeah. what you touched on. Really, you learn how clever he is and what a tactician he is uh-huh. com- compared to these guys uh-huh. who. Come on, stormtroopers are never like they are what they are. <laughs> no, nobody's right. ever going to change like the stormtroopers in the Star Wars universe. They're always going to be slightly inept. But um, that w- that was pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, you got to see his hand-to-hand combat. And then we get to meet the rest of the Mandalorians who are hiding out, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And th- I I thought they did a great job of telling you the story of the Mandalorians and their cultures and their beliefs in just like a few minutes of, of the scene. Yeah. Like, just a, uh-huh. I, I thought so. And even his little flashbacks of his own story of yep. how he became a Mandalorian. You know, yep. we didn't find that out all at once. It was kind of in little bits and pieces. Again, something to chew on and wonder about. And then they slowly filled in those gaps as we went through the other episodes. Yeah, and I like, I'm always a fan. I know you are too. Like, you're an intelligent guy. I'm a fan of, of let me figure it out. Like, trust me to be, right. don't don't hand feed me uh-huh. the details. I don't need, uh-huh. I don't, exposition. I, I, I can't stand exposition because I just, I can, I mm-hmm. can figure out by them putting him in a cellar. And I guess it does help that I watch the Clone Wars because uh, a lot of this kind of revolves around some of the war and stuff that, I mean, I know what's going on. You know, I know, I know what, what kind of trouble the planet's in and all that. And then, uh, so, so like you said, they let, they let us figure it out while we're watching. And I, I thought that was a, mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Like, and I love the, um, the armorer. What do you think of the armorer? Uh, she's a big part yeah, of the Yeah, the best car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's definitely part of their culture, part of their clan, you know, a very important piece of the Mandalorians themselves. Yes. Is this metal that the Empire has taken a lot of, and now they're gaining it back. And yeah, yep. all the mystique and lore that, that surrounds that oh, is pretty cool. And, and the actors did a great job. Once again, in a helmet, but boy, I don't think... Uh, I don't think she could have, yeah. could have, I just, just really great voice acting. She's actually uh, quite an accomplished voice actor. I, I listened to a podcast and interview with her not too long ago. Quite, she's pretty, she's, oh, yeah. she's a talented woman. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. Cool. Like, so for like other, for comic fans who may not be Star Wars fans, 
the uh, the best car metal is essentially the equivalent of like vibranium or adamantium mm-hmm. in our in the comic book mm-hmm. world. It's it's basically the strongest, most impenetrable metal on earth. Just to give just to give outside listeners an idea of what we're talking about, we talk about this best car, and uh, mm-hmm. so I thought that was cool. Oh, then he that is this so this he gets his new armor. Which is just gorgeous, like this. Yeah, uh, did he? Uh-huh. I mean, did he not look great? Oh man! Yeah, all shined up oh, and wow. <laughs> battle ready. Yeah, and once again, we're learning how this culture, this—it's almost a religion, you know, the, what what they live by. Yeah, and we're but we're learning step by step how it works without them just saying it. Like you know, I know it's silly to go into a basement and the armor, you know, has got a hammer and. It doesn't matter. That's how. That's that's why it's not our universe. Like that's how they do it. It's how they mm-hmm. do it. You know. That's that's so. Um, so I, that's super I think cool. that's part of the beauty of this whole series too. Is it encourages you? Encourages you to go and learn more on yep. your own. You know, since we have all this technology in the world at our fingertips on our phones, we can delve in and find out where we want to find out more of that information. And as an educator, that's what I try to do every day, just to ignite that spark. Yes. And I feel like this show is doing that every step of the way. Like, have you received your signet yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. What's that about? Yeah. Let's look into that a little bit more. And yep. yeah. And then, you know, like once again, come from a huge comic book fan. That's my favorite. If like, I try to look at this from like, you know, if, if my son was younger, we would have watched this. You know, it, it, uh-huh. it would have been like a teaching moment because that's how I am. So, yeah, you know, go, <laughs> go, you know, go grab, a, go grab a comic with a Mandalorian in it. Or like you say, just just get on mm-hmm. you know, Wikipedia and, and research it. And then I, w- I will guarantee you, not guarantee you like I'm, you know, a genius, but I, I can imagine there's a huge population of people who watch this show because they had Disney Plus. And then had right. never seen a Star Wars movie, but I guarantee you now they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it, I don't know, just, I don't know. I get when it's my world, I get a little excited about it because I like, you know, just like, I just like to talk yeah. about it. I like to. You, you want know. to bring other people into your world. Yes, it's, it's, it's that's <laughs> like, what, please let this do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, man, that was, so that was cool. So then um, this is the episode where, you know, at the end, you know, obviously he's double, sort of double cross everybody. And this is the huge shootout um, in the in the. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is classic western, <laughs> down the middle of the, yeah. down the middle of town shootout uh, in, in the saloon. Yeah, you know? yeah, all they needed was a set of swing doors to. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, so a couple things: the the action, just the shots of it, the different weapons and stuff are cool, and you also learn how much he cares for this child that he has. Like, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's a point in it to where. You know, he's like, nope, no matter what, like if, if, you know, if you're going, I'm going kind of situation Mm -hmm. and this kid can't even talk to him, but you really feel that through both the doll, you know, the doll baby Yoda and him with a helmet on and Mm -hmm. yet the emotion. So I guess. Yeah. And again, this guy isn't just a bounty hunter. He does have a conscience Oh, and he lives by, you know. Yeah by that as well oh just great and, and i think you have to give a we, we touched on this yesterday when we spoke you have to give a ton of credit to the music the score of this thing. oh yeah because to, uh-huh. to convey this much emotion in these silly you know characters but to feel the way you do with you know with you can't yeah. see their face and you, you got you essentially got a, a stuffed animal and a guy in a metal helmet and yet you yeah. feel the emotion, like the the music in it is is awesome. Yeah, and to me, it's almost like a tribal type of Aboriginal music from Australia. Like oh, you know, like just that. adds to the you know the creed and the 
you know, just the tribal instinct of the Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, that, oh, no, that, I, I tell you what, that is a, that's a great pickup. I haven't thought about that, which, once again, it's why like you can almost hear a didgeridoo yeah. in there somewhere if you try hard enough. There's not one, but it's like kind of has that abstract wow. feel to it. Like that was like that was the inspiration around it. Wow. And that, you know, and that's a that's a good correlation uh, from the Mandalorians of, of the way, <laughs> you know, their their family system works and stuff. That's a well, that's a that's a great observation, man. I really like that. And you're 100 mm-hmm. percent on. Yeah, because I've been listening to the soundtrack a little bit, and so now as soon as you, I'm not a music guy, so yeah. you, you would pick that up, and I wouldn't. But now, once you said, I'm like, wow, man, that's a that's a great point. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. So yeah, the music was just was just awesome. So so yeah, uh, it's just the absolute complete package. You know, like the music, the end credits where they show the oh, concept art, and oh, I don't wow. know if that's like the original concept art that they storyboard each episode out with, but it sure looks like it. Yeah. And how cool is that? If that is what they use to storyboard these out, that they're sharing those with us at the end, kind of showing a little bit of their process too. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. I forgot. I should have, I should have done the homework and wrote down who uh, drew drew those. I I heard, uh, heard him talk about it, but yeah, that's, that was, it was definitely on purpose, but wow, that was, uh, I, I mean, that's probably the best end credits. Like, I didn't even turn it off. I would like watch the end right. credits just yeah. to see this. Uh, uh-huh. um, and once again, exactly. I want to hear the music until it ends. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. The, it's excellent. Sometimes I even rewind it and listen again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They really put these. And uh, that's what I was, on my rewatch of the whole series. Like it, it actually did get better. Like when I watched it the first time, I really enjoyed it. And I knew the storyline was, you mm-hmm. know, so here's what I'll say about the, the storyline. Like I know it's cliche, but then I thought to myself, well, yeah, cause I'm 44. Of course, I've seen this storyline a hundred times, but I had to see it somewhere the first time. You know, a ten-year-old kid, ten-year-old right. kid's probably like, right? Oh wow, this is the coolest you know, shootout. He probably, he might not have grew up on westerns like I did. You know, that were so. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that it's easy to be hard on it. You know, the writing, but it's like, you know, not ever, as somebody had you have to see it for the first time somewhere. So if this mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. uh, okay, so let's um, we'll jump ahead to. This is this is a little unique. This episode here, uh, episode four. I I think everybody thinks this is the not worst but weakest episode. I I think you'd probably agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, yeah. So then that's my point. It's there. pretty slow. Yeah. And again, there's nothing bad about being slow, but it did, didn't seem like a whole lot happened. Yeah. So the the good thing is, so here's where we meet uh, Cara Dune. Uh, what what do you think of Cara Dune played by uh, mm-hmm. Gina Carano? Sorry, I can't remember that. her name either. Uh, yeah. Well, she's pretty it, tough. Pretty tough cookie. She's yeah, a pretty tough character. Yeah. She's a yeah. She does a lot of action movies and stuff since her MMA career, but uh, I, I thought she did a good job of 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 pulling it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, a quick note I'll say about. Disney since they've taken over these franchises. Um, so starting with Rogue One and then even uh, Ray and the new Star Wars trilogy, Car Dude, I think mm-hmm. they've done, and I'd like to know your opinion on this because I know you, you know, you have a daughter. I think they've done a great mm-hmm. job with their female characters of, of, yeah. of how they've portrayed and them. And even in the playing field. And yes, yeah. yes, I, I, I thought I think that's the one thing they've done. Of course, Disney's kind of that's their thing. Is you know a lot of mm-hmm. people a lot of people compare Ray to another Disney princess story, but I just to me I felt like they've done a great job of you know these are, these are strong women, they're smart women, but they're also they also still are caring. You know, like you know I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought I, I thought they're very positive. Yeah. Uh, 
positive uh, female characters. I think they've done a great job with them. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, so so we meet uh, Cardoon, cool character. I uh, love the fight between the two. Uh, another another great uh, action fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and cause in the real Especially world, they'd be able to sip, sip in his little bowl of soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, uh, made, made that moment meme worthy. Yes. Yes. And, uh, Gina Carano, you know, kid, like in a, in a, in real world, Gina Carano would, would have her way with Pedro Pascal. Like she is a, yeah. a legit, a legit, like, and I like too, like they didn't use, and they, they do with a lot of these female characters. They didn't, they didn't take a character and like have a, a model or like a sexy character be the, like they used a, a, right. f- a full Gina Carano by no means uh-huh. is a large woman, but she's full grown. Like she's, I think she fought at like five, eight, one fifty five. Like she's a full grown muscular woman. Wow. You know, they didn't use, a, uh-huh. they didn't use a stick figure. They used a, you know, a woman that can actually yeah. handle herself. But I, but I think that's another Could credit. Do the job. Yeah. That's another uh-huh. credit to them. And they didn't, they didn't go the, uh, the gorgeous model type, you know, just, uh, mm-hmm. they didn't use sex cells. They, they got a, they got a woman who can right. handle herself. I just, I don't know. I think that's cool when they, when they do that. Yeah, I agree. So, but this is the, this is the classic, uh, you know, help, uh, help a small town, you know, protect themselves mm-hmm. from the outside bullies. We're going to teach you how to fight. And, you know, I fight I, off an ATST. Yeah. Throw that nostalgia in there. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I did like that, but yeah. You know, and I understand like you can't teach, you know, a lot of peaceful people how to fight and it was like 12 hours and they're like, it, it was right. This was a very right. cliche. And I keep telling myself like, well, uh-huh. you know, if, if a nine year old kid watched this and was like, Hey, that was awesome. You know, it was worth it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if bringing the, uh, but it did, it did take advantage of the slowdown enough for a little bit more character development sure. for Mando you know, talking about why don't you take your helmet oh, off, yeah, you know, yeah. and the, all the lore surrounding that. And then, seeing him take it off yep. when nobody was looking. Yeah. You know, give us our first little taste of wonder. Like, Ooh, are we going to get to see him right now? No, guess not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They, I, this episode was, was about character building and, and it worked for sure. Like I say, it's, it's a weak episode. That doesn't mean it's a bad episode, but, and it was still right. the, the battle at the end was cool. I think, <laughs> you know, if, if you had to pick it apart, I would say they could have just left out the, the training montage or whatever, but you know, yeah. Uh huh. But that, that's, that's, <laughs> or at least put a song about a montage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you gotta have a montage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually nitpicking. I get it. So, but, um, but overall <laughs> it was fun. The, the battle was cool. And you got to learn once again, you got to find out what type of person Mando was. And it was the classic, like, mm-hmm. oh, if I could stay, me and this woman would be happy forever. Like, oh, I can right. never, I can never, I'm always on the run kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's not who I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can tie Mando down, uh, kind of thing. But, but, uh, it was still a fun episode. So, mm-hmm. so that was, uh, oh, okay. So then. What what was next? The gunslinger is next. What's gunslinger? Yeah, perfect tie into the western. Oh yeah, feel, they, right? they, they, yeah, they didn't hide <laughs> anything. Direct stab. <laughs> oh yes, this okay. Yeah, so they he pairs up with the uh, the young up, Shand. Yeah, yeah want to be want to be Mando. <laughs> right, and you know right off the right off the rip how this is going. So. uh so uh, another thing this did so that this is where Mando stops. He uh, has to get his ship worked on, and uh, mm-hmm. the, he meets um, it's uh, 
Peli Matos uh, is the mechanic's name, played by Amy Sedaris. Well, she was great. Like you talk about mm-hmm. a, a great Star Wars character, just like you said. Yeah, just uh-huh. en- just enough over the top. You're pretty sure you're not going to see her again, but yet you know mm-hmm. she 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 did have some fun with her yeah yeah really <laughs> and then you find out and this, this is where you know i spoke earlier on some of the you know backstory cartoons and stuff this is where you find out a little uh, mando is not a fan of droids whatsoever and and most of that is because yeah uh-huh. dr- during the clone wars i mean droids were the soldiers and they you know they were everybody mm-hmm. they were trying to take over mm-hmm. so but they kind of you know, touched on, um, he is not, mm-hmm. not a fan of droids, which, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool exposition there. Um, and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so that was neat. This is classic, you know, meet some fun characters. Well, while I'm here, I need to make some money. <laughs> Teams up with the young bounty hunter, you know, you know, from, season Tuscan Raiders, which are <laughs> oh, part of the old fandom, you yes, know? <laughs> yes. Oh, and how about just the speeder bikes? I mean, he's like, yeah, yeah. About, they literally like hand fed it to you. And I loved it. Like, how about these speeder bikes? Yeah. I'm like, Oh my uh-huh. gosh, speeder bikes. That was so great. <laughs> Through the desert, kicking up all the sand yes. and dirt. Yeah. And I, and I think what's cool, you talked about the uh, nostalgia earlier. This is where now that they, like, now that they have this technology that we can do whatever <laughs> we want with TV, you get to see this stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. we had when we were kids and you get to see like, like, Oh, that's how a speeder bike mm-hmm. would really look. Or that, like you said, that's how it would kick up the mm-hmm. sand. So it it uh it adds yeah. to adds to it but that's where uh like if, if you watch uh-huh. if you watch the um the second trilogy you know episodes one two and three they did the opposite yeah. and they made everything like they used all their technology and made everything mm-hmm. shinier and 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 it didn't look the same mm-hmm. and, they, and i'm like no no you should have used that technology to make the stuff you already had better and that's what this series does you know they yeah they basically don't even acknowledge that those first three episodes were made. I mean, this it doesn't is, change it. It builds, it doesn't yes. go back and change the old part. Yeah. Yeah. It builds on it. Yeah. So it was so cool. Like, just like you talked about with the jaw was earlier, like these speeder bikes, that was always one of my favorite things for return of the Jedi. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. Uh, so, and it's another classic episode. that really didn't ex- like add to anything. Um, you know, you got to see, uh, I'm trying to think some of these, some of these Yoda, Yoda, baby Yoda did some really funny stuff. Um, you know, I can't, it's hard to remember everything he did in every episode, but you know, along the way in these shows, like when he's, even when he's like walking or just doing the littlest things, like you just can't get enough of this character. <laughs> like, I, like I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You want more and more and more. <laughs> yep. yep. Which is hard and to then do. With this episode, it makes you wonder, are they setting something up for, for something else that's coming, you know, this whole, um, well, I can't remember her name. Um, the lady, the Fennec, Fennec Shand, I think it was, who was agent may and agents of shield with marble. That's oh, where yeah, I know yeah, her yeah. from. Yes. She yep. ended up getting shot and she was laying there. And then at the very end of the episode, you see somebody walking yes. up to her. And that's one of those things where it's like, I want to know a little bit more about this. So I dove into it and there are a couple of people out there that are suggesting that that might just be Boba Fett because I guess he wore these bells around his legs or ankles or something. And you can kind of hear that sound as that person's taking steps up to her. So another fan theory that we'll have to see if it's true. And it's like, is she really dead? This Fennec person, or is she still alive? It just leaves a, 
Yeah. A little what if. And you're right. So that was uh oh that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a I'll try to I'll try to pronounce it correctly. Um Ming Na Wen, which she is a yeah. I mean she is a great actor. She's been around a long time. Yeah. And uh she is. And and you wonder like you don't put somebody that accomplished in a role that 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 she's not gonna last. For that. So yeah. yeah, I like her that short of a little thin. Yeah, I like her in pretty much everything she's in. She just carries herself like she just got kind of a cool way about her. Uh, mm-hmm. I can remember she was in sitcoms in the like early '90s, and yeah, she, I've been a fan of her mm-hmm. for a long time. But uh, yeah, there's got to be something yeah. to that for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, and oh, oh, that was cool too. Um, <laughs> that was the scene where. She's uh she's trying to pick him off from a distance and shoots Mando mm-hmm. in, in the armor and I can't remember what his quote was and the uh, mm-hmm. the 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 younger bounty hunter mentions like he, something about the armor and he's like well you're not wearing <laughs> Beskar armor or something like that just it was a cool yeah move. yeah I don't I don't wear Beskar yeah you don't <laughs> yeah that was it yeah <laughs> nope. thank you thank I think you. he's like nope <laughs> yeah, no, you don't and like, but I don't wear Beskar armor oh nope. yeah like, yep so. Just a oh man, just more character building with this guy, um, man. That that was just that was that was great. So I, I actually I actually really like this episode um, a lot. Yeah, me too. Because you know you dug into the plane. You got this mechanic is cool. Uh, you got to find out about you know the animosity with the droids more. Like you say, you got to meet mm-hmm. uh, Fennec Shand. It had a great ending. Yeah, I'm just you know speeder bikes like this. This this was a full episode that that really uh you got to learn more about uh, expounded on mm-hmm. you know baby yoda and that he is a child and he does need taken care of kind of thing so and i don't know it, it was a good episode really really enjoyed really enjoyed the the gunslinger yeah i did too that was cool oh oh man just everything about it yeah that was one of the fun that was a that's a perfect one when i went when i did the rewatch i was like wow i like that episode a lot more than i i I thought I did. So I was the rewatch was, I'll probably rewatch right, it, watch right. it again. So, uh, then we jump in. So mm-hmm. next episode, uh, is, is without a doubt. My favorite is the prisoner. Uh, I love this. I love everything about this yeah. episode. It, <laughs> it has everything we've already I talked about. It's got, it's got throwbacks to the fans, <laughs> you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a classic and I'm a heist guy. You know, if there's a movie about a heist and, planning things yep. out and things gone wrong. Like I am in. So this is a classic heist episode and I loved it. And it was a classic on an enemy ship ducking oh. into little corridors to avoid the blaster fire. And, and just the actors, <laughs> Total fan service. just the actors in it. Uh, you got the Mark, mm-hmm. Mark Boone Jr. Who's and he owns it and everything is in Bill Burr. I mean, let's, let's talk about, <laughs> I don't know like how much Bill Burr, anything you watch, but I thought he did a great job in this episode. Which one was he? He was the uh, the the sh- the guy with the um. He had the gun, like the third gun that came around, like on its own. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, he was the one. He's the one that said uh, something about. He's like, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. <laughs> what a, yeah, what yeah. a great line. <laughs> something about his marksmanship. Yeah, yeah that's I wasn't it. a stormtrooper. <laughs> I wasn't a stormtrooper. Which man, that's that's just crazy. I, but I thought he. So I guess I didn't know the backstory of this. So I guess Bill Burr is notoriously makes fun of star Wars. I don't think really in a, like a mean spirit. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's kind of, uh-huh. so, so some of the people I listen to who know more about that, like, I guess this is a big deal for 
for Bill Burr to be in a Star Wars show, like a bigger deal. Kind of a big roaster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everybody thought it was cool, but I thought he did a great job. I loved e- like I loved every character yeah. in this. I the and, I did too. And the in the ship now, you know, you're a Star Trek fan. I heard a lot of people tell me. So in this episode, they go on a ship. Their their goal is to break out a prisoner. There's not supposed to be anything but droids on the ship. So a lot of people say this mm-hmm. ship looks more like a Star Trek set. Um, did you feel that at all? Did you pick up on that at all when you were watching it? I've only heard it said. I not really. It to me, it totally read Star Wars. I did too. Like okay. I say, just ducking into the little corridors oh, and stuff, gosh. and the, the way the doors opened and closed, and yeah, it was totally Star Wars to me. And um, I'll go with you on this one. Uh, you talked about the video game earlier, and this felt like some of the Star Wars video games I've played over mm-hmm. the years. To where like, and so. And I love the Star Wars video games because, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. all, they also tell a story. So this really reminded me of like, you know, running around on the ships and sneaking and, sh- and shooting your way out and everything. So I did. I loved everything. Mm-hmm. I loved this. Oh, OK. So one of the greatest things this episode, this is where, you know, at the beginning they get um, you know, not ambushed, but they're they're pinned down and Mando disappears. And of course, they're like, mm-hmm. ah, I told you the guy would flake out. Mando pops up. And this is where you get to learn. <laughs> yeah. This is where they get to learn. And as they're learning it, we get to see just what a great hand-to-hand combat guy Mando is. This this yeah. scene where he takes on these. Uh, the part where they all just stand there and yeah. watch him in action. Oh, they're like, <laughs> oh, but, and, and so did the viewers. Like as a viewer, I'm like, that was because these, yeah. these costumes and outfits that they wear, you know, they were designed to look cool 40 years ago. They're not that easy <laughs> to, to, right. to move in. And so to see him do all that, but wearing the armor and everything, I thought that, I thought it was great, great fight scene. Uh-huh. And, and just the fact that, you know, he had every opportunity to kill every one of yes. those characters, but he didn't kill any of the ones that he didn't want to kill. Right. Right. <laughs> it just adds to his prowess, you know, his creativity and, you yes. know, it's not just all about brute force. He uses all this little technical gadgets and everything to get the job done. Yeah. And then we, uh, we, this is, you know, it's also the episode we meet the guard, you know, he's the one, you know, uh, living being on the ship and they make fun of his, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> make fun of his hat and white belt. And I'm like, how great, yeah, yeah. like they, they give him the traditional, <laughs> they give him the traditional, uh, uniform. And yet they also mm-hmm. acknowledge how silly it looks like at the same time. Right. So right. Just, you know, <laughs> just something else to throw in there for us, us Star Wars fans. And yeah, yeah, but, uh, oh man, this, this, I forget the uh, director. Oh, here we go. The director was um, Famu Yiwa. Uh, I have trouble pronouncing his name. So this guy, I, I look it up because as soon as I watch this, I'm like, man, that, that show had a different feel. Like there was something about it. So I look it up. Oh, this guy's directed, mm-hmm. you know, directed some of my favorite, you know, movies over the years. And so I, I totally get, you know, you know, where it came from. But I thought, I thought this was just – as it, as itself was the best directed, the, the coolest. Yeah, it looked great. Just I perfectly thought out from beginning to end. I, like I, I, a nice I, tight little package with a bow. Yeah, I <laughs> thought so. And then how he, even when he comes back and hands the uh, the quote unquote the bad guys, you know, yeah, he, he leaves the beeper. Also, so at, yeah. the, at the end of this episode, <laughs> and it just, just leaves. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the episode, this is a huge moment. So the X wing fighters show up. Uh-huh. Uh, which was so cool. Uh, I'm, you might have read this. Did you know that those the pilots were the three directors of this series? 
Oh, really? Yeah, the, That's I, awesome. the, the pilots were, were the, the three directors of the, the previous episodes in this series. That's who was actually the, <laughs> nice. act, the actors in that. So that was, that was a really – that was a super cool scene. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> holy cow. I, I skipped through this too fast. Fa- another one, the droid uh, – that was part of the rag. I got it right down the ragtag team of misfits. Uh, the droid that was with them that flew the ship. Another, <laughs> another great droid character. Oh yeah. I, I thought they nailed it with yeah, this guy. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I can't. There's yeah, so absolutely. This. But I, I thought they, Oh, there it is. Uh, zero. I guess his name was zero. So yeah. I thought I love the Little des- bug like thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> can you trust this guy or not? Yes. And so this is once again, where they touched on, no, not all these droids are, are servants. You know, these aren't, this, a lot of these mm-hmm. droids have their own agendas. And I thought that was a great time mm-hmm. to do it. And so then the, uh, the hide and seek scene between him and baby Yoda was, was masterful. For, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Yoda's, you know, peeking around the claw. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that was, yeah. I was, it was just one. I thought that Outwitting was just, a droid. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of, so I think they do. This is who bragged about his intelligence earlier on <laughs> yes, in the show. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the little things that they do to set up this, and um, and you're learning like, you know, since we know Yoda, we know that we know this race of beings. You know, when this thing gets older, it's going to be all powerful, all knowing, uh-huh. and this touches on it. Like, you know, he's uh-huh. he, he's already a little wittier and a little. I th- so let's talk about Baby Yoda for a second. It's a great time because this this episode was uh, probably his most adventurous um i think they're doing a they did a did or doing a great mm-hmm. job of of making like he looks like a younger version of that race like like the little the little quips like he's got just a little mm-hmm. bit of sense of humor he's a little bit the, the curiosity like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know just like how yoda in what was it uh yeah was it Return of the Jedi where he or no Star Wars where he goes through he's going through Luke's stuff like rifling through his bag and stuff before Luke yeah. knows he's the Jedi yeah and this baby Yoda <laughs> touches on all that so you're like like in your mind you're mm-hmm. like even though these are made up beings you feel like you're like ah oh, I knew it that's it's exactly what those that's exactly what those guys do and you're like. Well, that, yeah. That, so I thought they did doing a great job. And like job. he's a child, but how innocent is he? How much does he know? Like, right. You know, is he really a toddler or does he like? I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> we I'm, don't know yet. No, it, but I, I think I just think they're doing a great job of giving you just enough that you're like, no, this is definitely the same type of cat that you know the Yoda we know was. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I can't say enough about the character development in this show, and then. Who knows? Like, so now we have this. And like, we, oh, go ahead. Uh-oh. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you cut out there. Oh, man. Sorry about that. My screen went blank. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, yeah. You cut out, too. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we both cut out. Oh, okay. A little glitcher. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll erase that in post. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're just talking about Baby Yoda. Well, one, go ahead, sir. Yeah, one, one, one thing about Baby Yoda that I think is interesting, too, is we still don't totally know why they want him they haven't really come out and said it you know there have been little little glimpses here and there of oh well if you bring him in cold that would be at a lower price no we need him alive and then one time right before he went and extracted him back out from them he was watching them through the wall with his little thermal sensors and everything and said something about extracting what you need from him and be done with them like we still don't know exactly what their plans are for this little guy right. and why they want him so badly. Right. Yeah. Now somebody, I, I don't, I'm not a, 
um, a backstory geek on Star Wars, but I did hear him. I guess there's something. Um, okay, so anybody who's force sensitive, I guess there's actually something in their blood. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the midic midichlorians. Yes, there you go. So yeah, we're assuming. So if you have a lot of those, you're strong with the force. So yeah, that makes you wonder: is that what they're trying to extract from him? That's yeah. So that, they can use them in somewhere else, or do they want to raise him up and get him on their side and oh make him gosh. do their bidding or? You know, there's a little ambiguity there. And, and what I like, what I like about, and I, and this is my uh, um, crackpot theory on why they used Yoda, like why they decided to put him in the show, because of his age, <laughs> how long they live, they can they can have Yoda mm -hmm. at, at 50 now, and so in th mm -hmm. in theory, in in their in their real time, you know, the, the next trilogy with Ray and everybody is only you know 30 years away. So, and so, in mm -hmm. your mind, you're like, "Well, where's where's Baby Yoda at during the, that trilogy?" Well, Yoda right. li lives to be 500. They can skip all that, and they can jump 100 years mm -hmm. from now, and he's only 150. Mm -hmm. And they can mm -hmm. they can tell a story, a movie, or whatever, and they don't even have to acknowledge, you know, everybody from that from the shows that we know are gone. So that, I think it go gave him a uh, loophole. So where they don't have to mm -hmm. bring all the Skywalkers and everything into it, they can skip all that if they want. Does that make any sense? Right. They created such this buzz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they created such this buzz for a character that we don't know where he's going, right. and we don't even know where he's from. Like, right. you know, Yoda said that he was his, the last of his kind, and there's, well, he's got to be a clone, but then somewhere, I can't remember which episode it was in, was some sort of a nod. I think it was actually from Queel that he said he didn't seem like a clone to him. He seemed like he had evolved or something like that. Oh, so wow. it kind of almost, that. you know, took a little nod in the other direction that maybe he's not a clone. So... Like, we really don't know much about him yet. And I think that's the, oh, again, great. kind of the same way. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why he fits so well with Mando, is we still yes. don't know a whole lot about him. And this Yoda, baby Yoda character is kind of the same thing. We don't know <laughs> much about either one of them, and they don't know much about each other, but they're just kind of like the odd couple out there in space oh, doing yeah. their thing. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, and, <laughs> and just think, like, you know, of course, when Favreau, you know, writes this, obviously they're going to let him do whatever he wants. I think mean, he's proven. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I would write this and go, no, here's the premise for the show, people would go, that's this, that's not going to work. Like, we can't, we can't do right. that. So, so that's, that's just my theory on why they brought Yoda into it because that it allows them to go to whatever point in time they want. They've got basically 400, mm -hmm. they got 400 years to play with. You know, so if they they can go any direction they want, so I thought that I thought that was pretty smart. That couldn't be by accident. I don't, if I can think of it, I'm sure they've right. thought of it. But even the little stuff he and does, and he's important enough to important enough to Disney for them to not make any toys <gasps> to make a crap ton of money off of them because they didn't want any leaks and any spoilers. Right? That's how important he is to Disney right now. <laughs> yes, oh yes, you're right. It's huge. Yeah, they're yeah, shutting down all the little Etsy stores from people that are knitting baby Yodas from the Mandalorian. No, that's our intellectual <laughs> copyright. <laughs> yes, isn't that crazy? Um, man, what a phenom. It, it's, I, I love him so much. It's so funny because I just, uh, <laughs> I have a three-month-old uh I have a three month old grand nephew now and he's, mm -hmm. uh, he is, you know, of course, obviously he's my grand nephew, but he's honestly one of the cutest babies I've ever seen in my life. So 
Mm-hmm. So he was born about the time this series starts. So it's just been an ongoing battle with me. Is like all this baby Yoda stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, but he's not cuter than Baker. <laughs> like, so it's it's just been a funny thing going on all fall. Like, I was like, I was like, uh, I finally found someone cuter than baby Yoda. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of combining all the things that we love yes. about little Gizmo, the Gremlin, oh. and Groot. You oh. know, old Groot, baby Groot, oh, wow. teenage yeah, Groot, right. kind of all in one package. <laughs> oh man, it's, oh yeah. When and I love how Mando. Um, treats him like a like you know a person like he doesn't just like keep him locked away like when he's flying it he's just letting him run like mm-hmm. kind of just like hang out I think that is yep. so cool yep. and he's messing with the knobs Here's a little control stuff. knob oh, gosh. <laughs> oh man I just I don't know I I just think they did a wonderful job of of that's a very touchy that's hard to pull that off and not make it silly or funny or mm-hmm. too or too immature or whatever and I, I, they just they just nailed it with that with that guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the pr- prisoner, great, great, great episode. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of nods to the fans out there. So then, so we get into episode seven and eight and they're essentially one big episode. I think we can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. basically a two part ending and this is where, <laughs> boy, a lot happens <laughs> in this one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they basically, they're, Carl Weathers character, he's trying to, you know, he's telling Mando, just come back, we'll trick him, we'll do whatever. You know, everybody knows it's a trap, but you know, Mando's like, well, we got we gotta basically we gotta get this over with. We can't just keep running kind of situation. And uh mm-hmm. and this, and then um so so what we're gonna have is a classic stand. Oh no, I'm I have got a question here for you. What did you so during this episode, you know, they're it's a classic, they're in the middle of nowhere around the campfire. You know, all this is going on, just like mm-hmm. the Wild West. And then I don't know what else to call them. Dragons show up. What, like, right? How did you, like, <laughs> yeah, I th- that was the only thing in probably the whole series that it didn't feel Star Wars to me. Not that I hated it or anything, but I'm like, yeah, it was just totally unexpected yeah. from every sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's no precedence for that creature. And I'm like, no, those are dragons. And I know that that's what's, and <laughs> it's also what Star Wars does. Like it goes back to, um, you know, you got the, the monster in the trash compactor in the original, you've got the, yeah. the living, um, I don't remember the names of these, uh, like when a Han Solo lands, the Falcon inside the mouth, yeah. uh, you know, of yeah. the, of the uh-huh. planet, like you've always got these surprise things. So I chalk it up as like, well, that's what happens in Star Wars. Like you don't know yeah. every, Just every, in the- in the galaxy far, far away, never, ever, ever be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. So then, <laughs> and that leads into, so the dragons attack, um, <laughs> they, uh, they bite. I need, I need to get this gentleman's name. I keep Carl Weathers character. There's so many characters. There we go. So, uh, grief Carga, Carl Weathers character. So they, 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 yeah. they injuring pretty bad. And this is where Yoda, <laughs> they finally let him touch somebody and he heals them. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. an expert on this. Is that something? Is that something that like you knew that they could like that you could do with the force, or is that something that only Yoda does? What, what's your feel on just like the healing power? I don't know. Of- I mean, we saw it in Rise of Skywalker when Kylo right healed Ray. Right. I don't remember if we've seen that other places or not. Yeah, I, I don't. I either. was trying to think of that myself. I can't. I can't recall a time. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. I didn't know if you had when a Jedi. Is, it could have happened. I just don't remember, but I don't remember any other times. Right. I watched uh, like I know in uh, I was watching one of the Clone Wars episodes and they did the they did more like what they did in Rise of Skywalker to where they kind of trans 
oh, kind of kind of transplanted their life force to to save somebody mm-hmm. kind of thing. But the actual healing a wound, and we knew it was coming because he tried right. he tried to do it several times throughout the series, and they finally just like let him do it. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't know. I need to look, and if that's something that's been, you know, written about in the comics, if that's part of canon, then I'm good with it. Um, if not, it might have been a little too powerful, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, but it was just, I don't know, there's something a little off about it. So I hope there's precedence for it. Uh-huh. And and who knows, but maybe we get to meet the his race and like everybody does it. And maybe, you know what, is that, is that what the Empire's after? Maybe, maybe. I do love the way every time he uses the Force, it just, go ahead. No, go ahead. Say that again. No, go ahead. You're on. You're on a roll. I think. I think it's the cutest thing. How every time he uses the force, it just totally drains everything yes. out of him. He's exhausted, and he just slumps it over just, in his little coat. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that he just kind of passes out. I love it. He goes to sleep. Yeah, he's like, and I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's so cool. I think that gives a. Um, it, it gives value to the force too to know that it's not. It's not magic. It's actually. Mm-hmm. it's an effort that is in him. So it kind of, you know, I think, yeah. it, I think it gives, gives a little more backstory to the force power itself, you know, when they do. Uh-huh. And it's, and it's just cool. It's, it's just, it's just cute as can be yeah. when, it, when the little guy passes <laughs> out. Oh man. So, um, so the same episode. Oh, three little fat closes oh. his eyes and then slumps over. Oh my gosh. It's great. And then they're like, then of course, then the rest of the time, uh, Grief is like constantly like, make him do his thing, make him do his thing. And they're like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he waves at him and then he waves back. And he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do your little hand thing. <laughs> so they, so they, uh, so fast forward, they wind up in town, they wind up pinned down. And this is where we meet, um, this is where we meet the, the bad guy, Moff Gideon. Now, Moff Gideon, mm-hmm. I guess what that means. I think I'm correct. The moth part is basically, is that like a title? I believe like, as a, I think so. I think That's it's like kind of what I gathered. Yeah. I think it's like the same as like a general or something. And then he's, yeah. Just, Cause uh, somewhere in the star Wars universe, there's other moths out there. So this is moth. Yeah. Gideon. Yeah. Now this actor, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I love everything. This guy's in another, <laughs> whatever yeah. he does, I'm in like, I just, I just love the guy since he's, he was on hom- a show called homicide in the early nineties. And I, I, I couldn't get enough of him then. So I just another great choice, you know, that they weren't, cutting, mm-hmm. weren't cutting corners with this show. So now if I have to, uh, slightly negative this, this scene where they've got them pinned down the whole, you know, come out and we, you know, I guess the kind of Mexican standoff mm-hmm. thing. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. love it. Cause I'm always, I guess the problem with this one was I'm like, well, the whole front, of this, uh, I think it was a canteen, a bar, or something they were in. I'm like the whole front's wide mm-hmm. open, and yet, right, and yet they're they're standing right out. Like, why wouldn't they just come in? Like uh, something, right? I'll give you till nightfall. That's yeah. the one that struck me as weird. It's like that's not very empire ish, <laughs> right? Thank you. For, yeah. So it, I, you know, like, just get it over with. Like, what are you stalling for? Yeah, you're giving him a way out. You're giving him a chance to escape. <laughs> yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, but let's just wait long enough. That that's another classic movie trope. Like, let's let's wait till yeah, nightfall yeah. and. So and then uh-huh. at the, and that same time, uh, this is where we have towards the end of the episode or at the very end of the episode is where, you know, he sends <laughs> Moff sends his, uh, sends the uh, stormtroopers out. And this is where, uh, 
they catch up to Quill and we, you know, we find out that, mm-hmm. you know, he's yelling for Quill at the end. So we, we lose Quill, which was, which was horrible. At this, by this point, I'm, yeah. inve- I'm invested in Quill. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. That was rough. That yeah. was brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We kind of skipped over too. this is, uh, this is, um, where they, they show the, uh, re not programming of IG 11, <laughs> but this is where they show, right. They show the nanny droid. Yeah. The nurse droid, which I thought was, I thought was great. I, I really, I thought they, I thought the actual flashback, like learning scene, you know, I was like, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But as, as far as, as far as him changing him into a nurse droid. And then they also expound a little bit with Quill and Carr and everybody about, you know, that they, mm-hmm. they, they remind you there was a war, you know, not that right. long ago and things aren't, aren't, totally forgotten and forgiven so that that was cool too to to make sure you remember all that but uh so yeah this mm-hmm. is where this is where we lose quill and they so now we have our we have our heroes pinned down we have uh baby yoda's in the hands of the stormtroopers uh quill's gone <laughs> yeah. and so then we can We're talk in the bag of the stormtroopers <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the beginning of episode eight <laughs> beginning of episode eight it starts <laughs> off and um I don't know whose idea this was. They're freaking mm-hmm. geniuses because yeah, uh, they just one of the best scenes of the series so far. Yes, this this it just felt very like let's uh, just just pay tribute to the stormtroopers. Like these guys yeah. have been getting blown. Let's laugh at ourselves a <laughs> yes. little bit. Yeah. Oh, what a great scene! <laughs> so, do you know who the stormtroopers were? The actors. I know who one of them was. Yeah, one of them was J- Jason Sudeikis Jason. from Saturday Night Live. Yes, I'm a big J- Saturday Night Live fans. Yep, so I, I love all these SNL people. People and, doing their little cameos. <laughs> and the other is Adam uh, Pally, I believe is his name. He's been in a, a ton of stuff. He uh, shows, shows like uh, just does a great comedic actor. He was in like the the New Girl. Uh, he's always just kind of a wisecracking. I don't not to typecasting, but like. Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. type of guy. Anyway, really funny actors. Yeah. So those two, like, yeah. I doubt they were in the suits, but how, I mean, that scene was, was wonderful. And they're like, you just, it is mm-hmm. just like the whole, and then when they, uh, when they, uh, decide to pull out their blasters and he's trying to shoot the, you know, piece of, you know, uh, yeah. and, they, they and they can't, can't hit, hit it. it. Oh <laughs> man. Just what a, and, but then it, and then this, that great scene turns into, this is where IG 11, you know, you find out why, Mando is so nervous about him because then this is where you find out what a badass IG-11 can be. Uh, mm-hmm. This is where he grabs baby Yoda and it, he's going to protect him at all means. And we get the speeder bike scene through town and he's, you know, yeah. he's just laying waste to the whole, you know, army there, which I, I thought that was great. Like the way they showed yeah. him. And baby Yoda having the ride of his wife after <laughs> being yelling. bludgeoned and punched. <laughs> I saw uh, a meme that had the picture of the emperor and it says, I'm the most hated character in star Wars history. And then it showed the stormtrooper. It says here, hold my beer <laughs> while I punch my back. <laughs> oh man. So what a great scene. And another one, like I, I probably like the droids more, you know, maybe not more than most people, but I'm a big fan of the droids. And I thought this was another one to where they just yeah. added so much to IG 11's character. And you got a, a real mm-hmm. feel for these, these battle bots. Um, I mean, I, I, I love this scene. So, yeah. So, uh, so we get baby Yoda. This is the big scene. Um, they bring in, they, I know they got a name for these death trooper. I think the, 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 
the fire, mm. the flame mm-hmm. flamethrower troopers called a death trooper. And this is where, you know, baby Yoda once again saves the day. And I thought this was where the, the showmaker was like, I just want to do this to show off what I can do. The special effects guys, this was uh-huh. all about them. Cause this, yeah. was, this, this scene was, was, was gorgeous when he, he stops the flame, you know, in mid flight and, oh, and then wow. punches it back. Oh yeah, man. Like, like, so there's a lot of fire in this series. I don't know if you like Mando mm-hmm. had the flamethrower. Like it was just an mm-hmm. interesting thing. A lot of fire. I don't know. I, I, what a creative decision. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember a lot of that, you know, over the, you know, in star Wars lore, but, but, uh, but it, this was cool. Uh, this was a cool scene. Once again, then, then we have our, our baby Yoda as the hero. And um, so so everybody escapes. Mando's severely injured, but he's a Mandalorian. He won't take off his helmet to be healed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, leave me. So this is very, I won't call it controversial, but, you know, a lot of people, sounds like maybe you were like, I could have gone with him never taking the helmet off. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, they should, ne- I never want to see his face. So we don't know if they did this to where the actor's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm in one of the biggest <laughs> television programs of the year. Like they could see my face for 20 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that, it could be something that simple, but so he lets the droid take it off because, you know, IG 11's like, well, I'm a droid. Like it's fine. Right. So You're being silly. I'm not a person. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the moment <laughs> we, we get to see Pedro Pascal as Mando. Like it, it's a big deal, you know, like mm-hmm. it, to see any Mandalorian's face is a huge deal. So that was a, they took a real, took a, a real risk by doing that. So, mm-hmm. in, in, but I think it was done well. Like, even though I say I would have rather, you know, gone the whole season or even the whole series and never see his face. I think it was good the way they did it because I think it was good for his character development because they're trying to get people to have empathy for this character. Yes. And I think that goes a long way to build that in the audience to show us his face. And I thought it was really clever the way that they did it because he was, he was going to die otherwise. Yeah. Plus with the whole droid aspect, it really was a really, true growth moment for the character moving from one phase of his life to the next phase Yes, by letting a droid help him and actually save him and having that involved taking his helmet off. Oh yeah. It was, it was, let him be vulnerable completely and totally as vulnerable as he could be in that moment Yep, to be able to move forward and live. Yep. And it also uh, expounded on, you know, they see the Mandalorian, see their way of life. It's a type of like, it, it correlates a lot to like religion, and this was a mm-hmm, scene to where creed. this, yeah, creed, yeah. And this was a scene to where, like, <laughs> you know, a casual person's like, "Dude, just take the helmet off." Like, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you realize that he mm-hmm. was, he was, that Mandalorians are willing to die for their creed, and and that was mm-hmm. important. And, like, they totally showed it. Like, you know, you're just like, dude, it's no big deal. Just take your helmet off. Like, nothing's gonna happen. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need it. He's not Darth Vader. He doesn't need it to breathe. He just. They just right. don't. They just don't take it off. So it gives you that. Just like you're just like, just take the helmet off, silly. Like and live. Mm-hmm. So and everything you said was just spot on. Like they did. They really did a lot to build a quality character. Like, I mean, this guy's set. Yeah. And the man, this Mandalorian is set in Star Wars. You know, lore forever. Like he, he is. Mm-hmm. He is a part of people's lives now. Like fans like us. You know. So but mm-hmm. super cool. So. Uh, so they, he heals him. They, you know, they get away. They're underneath. That we meet the armor again. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Some really cool scenes. And this is where I didn't catch it on the first one, and I caught it the on the rewatch. I where she tells him 
actually straight up calls him no, like you're you're his father now like you have to get him right to his people you have uh-huh. to take care and i missed that the first time i you know he's a foundling now yep. just as he was yep so yep. again tying those two oh, characters yeah. together because that, he's one and the same as him you know he was an orphan found foundling and now baby yoda is to him yep Yep, exactly. So I'm glad I caught that the second time. It added so much. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so he actually, like, it's not just, uh, you know, a correlation. Like, he's actually been told, like, right. you, you're, he, you're, you're his charge until, well, otherwise. So I thought that was yeah, super cool. Yeah, they're a clan of two, and he got his signet based yes. on that. Oh, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's official. <laughs> yeah, so, and then we get to see the armor. Uh, we get to see her fight, which was super cool, like, you found out. Mm-hmm. You found out these Mandalorians are, are nobody to mess with. Uh, so that was great. Right. And then uh, so now we have the the, the lava river. Uh, what'd you think mm-hmm. of the uh, What'd you think of the R two D two with legs? That's 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 that brand new. That's more bl- unexpected. Yep, that is brand <laughs> new. That is that's just for that show. So that was neat. Um, a, a cool little. Plus, you get a little nod to you know the R two series. You know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Another jump, but uh, I, th- I thought that like once again we talked about it. They didn't change. They didn't change the robot. They just they just uh, expounded right. on him a little bit. So now, uh-huh. We, uh-huh. now, now we know someone did a different job. Uh, yep, yep. So, <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, so uh, you know they they escaped the lava tunnel. IG Eleven sacrifices himself. Uh, you kind of see that coming. Mm-hmm. But once again, they did a great job. They took a droid, but by the time he sacrifices himself, you you feel bad. Yeah. You know, so they yeah, uh-huh. they did such a great really cared about him. Yeah, did a great job with these droids in this. So, uh, so this is where we have Moff Gideon comes, and the Tie mm-hmm. Fighter, and uh, oh, how could we forget it? Uh, so they this Mando gets his, the armor, gives him his jetpack. Like holy, yeah, he like, finally gets to use his jetpack for the first time. Moment. That's awesome. What a moment! <laughs> I even had a note here. I'm sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> so now we've got it's like in a video game, you know, yes. he acquired another tool. <laughs> yes. And that, and I think that's one of the things I liked about the show them as much. I'm such a fan of the video games and, and it, I, I, you're exactly right. And that's how it felt. And I loved it. So, so now we got Moff Gideon in a tie fighter. We've got man on the jetpack, and he uses the classic grappling hook. And I thought this, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people thought it was silly. I didn't care. I thought the fight scene with him, uh, and the Tie Fighter and Moff Gideon, all, I thought it was great. I th- I, I had a blast mm-hmm. watching this. Like, I, me too. I, the logistics don't matter to me. It looked awesome. This right. is, I could just see like me as a kid. Like this is something I would have done. Like you know, my bedroom floor, and to see it acted out, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I mm-hmm. loved it. Loved it. And something that he couldn't have done literally moments before yes. when he didn't have the jetpack. Yes. And it's like okay, let's try this now. Add yes. this to my skill set. Oh, <laughs> Add man. this to my toolbox. Man, really a lot of fun. Um, so, so, uh, so he takes down the Tie Fighter. You know, obviously he's saying goodbyes to to. They got to go their separate ways because now now it's official. Mm-hmm. Like he has he has to get this little guy, you know, to to his uh, home wherever that may be. You know, our our group has to split up. Mm-hmm. You know, typical stuff. Cara Dune's going her own way. We definitely haven't seen the last of her. She's a staple. And then uh, right. So then I thought it was cool too. Like, I mean, I almost totally forgot about it. And then again, like he just grabs Yoda or baby Yoda fires up the jet pack and he's gone. Like, Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. (laughs) And then, uh, so this is when Moff Gideon, you hear, you hear the famous, uh, saber sound, you know, you hear the, Mm -hmm. and you're like, Holy cow. 
So and all, all the Jawas scramble. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the place is lousy with the place is lousy with Jawas. Everywhere's lousy with Jawas. Yeah, to steal everything. Oh, there's a, <laughs> uh, so he cuts his way out of the Tie Fighter. So I don't know um, if you know the backstory of the Dark Saber. If you looked into it, I didn't. I didn't have any clue. I'm like, what is going on? Why does that lightsaber look so weird? Like, it seemed like a backwards jump in technology. It was all, like, blurry. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's different. <laughs> yes, it's a whole different saber. So that's from the... I, I forget the forget his name, but I think it was probably a couple centuries, like, before this timeline. There was one, mm-hmm. man, one Mandalorian um, actually became a Jedi. Like, one Mandalorian ever. And he used uh, mm-hmm. used one of the crystals to make what they call the dark saber. So that is hmm. that dark saber has existed in canon um, before this. Nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's ever seen it, um, but it did exist. I've heard it's been in a couple of the Clone Wars. Yes. There are a few episodes of the Clone Wars where it's at least talked about or something. Yeah, and they think it's lost. So, I it, to me, I didn't. You know, I didn't recognize it. I had to, you know, I had to do the backstory. But I guess to people who really know the story, like that was a big freaking deal to see the dark saber. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we don't know why Moff Gideon has it. We don't know where he got it. But we do know that now. Right. So now in, in this this he line, needs business. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. We've got a dark saber and we've got the force. So we got a full on Star Wars, you know, universe. Mm-hmm. You know, running parallel with the Skywalker universe. So just super cool like and once again they've already committed to season two they're they're filming it as you know mm-hmm. as we speak so mm-hmm. um so uh so I, that was that was it man we went through it all went through the yeah. whole saga um so <laughs> i can't wait for more oh i know i know so i'm pretty sure your takeaway is uh that that it was awesome like in general it, it yeah really yeah. really high quality stuff can't wait for the next season um, like we talked about, even that episode four, that's a little slower. I wouldn't call it a bad episode. I don't think there are any bad episodes no, of it. No. It's just a complete, complete no. package. And I, I, I like how, as far as the making of it, I liked how they use different directors. Um, it it mm-hmm. gives it unique feels. I'm a big fan of that. I thought, I mm-hmm. thought the actors, I suppose Carl Weathers <laughs> was what he was. Uh, <laughs> he could be a little stiff, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, but everybody else, like like you say, even even when you go back to uh, episode one, like Horatio mm-hmm. Sands, like everybody really yeah. put their heart and soul into this. I don't think I don't think Favreau could have done a better job to to come right. up to come up with a non Skywalker, you know, Star Wars. He's a, he's a genius for sure. Yeah, for yeah, uh, uh, like I owe so much to the guy, like he gave me the Marvel universe and now he's given me this. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this here's, like I said, this is endless because of, they can do whatever they want with time frames, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's, they really left it open-ended in a good way. Um, uh, yeah, I, I give it like, you know, a huge, huge thumbs up, like to say the least, really had a, <laughs> really had a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of fun watching it. Plus, it fits into it fits into the kind of sci-fi that I love too. I'm drawn to the characters that are totally gadget based. Like this, this guy could really exist. Yeah, you know, in real life. Oh He's yeah, just like Iron Man. You know, I love the the rich guy with money that buys his you know equipment. The whole Batman, Absolutely. Iron Man. Those are the types that I'm really drawn to. Anyway, these these characters that, in essence, in a way, could kind of exist. Yeah, they don't have true like superpowers. They're just Super people. 
Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what the Mandalorian is. And that just that mystique that surrounds him, yeah. surrounds him just totally pulls me in. Well, cause think about it. Cause now like, it seems silly because we have this, we're like, Oh yeah, it's the Mandalorian. When I first heard it was going to be a, a show about a Mandalorian. I'm like, really? Like it never occurred mm-hmm. to me to go that direction. And now I can't imagine what I would, you know, to, so they right. built this character. A lot of people have compared him to Batman. That's funny you say that, especially in episode six, you know, they called him, this was his Batman mm-hmm. episode. That's, that's a good pickup. By mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally agree with that. My, my favorite uh, comic characters are, are the guys that are, that can be killed, so to speak, like, uh, like daredevil, right. Batman. Those, yeah. those are the, the street, I call them the street, yeah, the street level heroes. Um, even uh-huh. if, yeah, so vigilante almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's a good pickup. I suppose that is why uh, people are so attracted to this character because, you know, just mm-hmm. and just to see him through the time, like he would get wore out. Like you could see sometimes Mando was like, ah, oh, I'm right. tired. I'm tired of fighting. Like he's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Um, he's not perfect. He just he's they're just mm-hmm. very well trained, committed uh, people. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, and it, it, they did a great job uh, pull, pulling that off. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked, I thought, you know, I thought Cardoon was a great character. I thought they had some of the best droids that we've ever had in the star Wars outside of, you mm-hmm. know, outside of the, the, the big two, like these are some of the best droids we've ever had. They brought a lot of, mm-hmm. they brought a lot of characters that, you know, I think a lot of us have only seen like an action figures and stuff, you know, they brought them to life and gave them a little more time. Right. So, uh-huh. I mean, it just, just really did a. I don't think a, if a Star Wars fan doesn't like it, they just don't want to like it. That's that's what I would say about right. It. Just what a, and they even have the show. other droids then, like the walking trash cans. They threw one of those, oh my gosh. one or two of those in oh too for good gosh. measure. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. <laughs> and they didn't beat us over. They didn't beat us over the head with the uh, the Empire again. Like they didn't have to. Right. We, we didn't have to right. see. Uh, we didn't have to see Moff Gideon on his ship, uh, making mm-hmm. his making his dastardly speech, and then. You know, one of his, yeah. hen- one of his building hench- another death star or death planet yeah. or death something. <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't have to see one of his underlings speak up and moth have to strangle him or whatever. Like we didn't have to do all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, the empire was just, was just something and he was part of it, but this was really about, you know, uh, you know, really about getting to see what's more. happening over there off to the side. Yes. Getting to see what stormtroopers do on their downtime that they have, you yeah. know, I, stuff I, like that. Yeah. I was a little surprised. Maybe I didn't catch it. I don't know if they ever even brought up. Cause you know, this is five years after the death star, the second death star <laughs> blew up. Like I don't, I didn't notice if they, if they, uh, alluded to that in any of the episodes or not. Um, I guess I missed that. I'd have to. Whenever. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really catch anything like that either. Because that was because that was a big event. <laughs> you know, I would think everybody yeah. would remember <laughs> when the yeah when the Death Star blew up. So I don't know. That's that's good. They they focused more on the on, on the war than they did that. So, but you know, I have no problem uh-huh. with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I don't. I don't need the Death Star and the Skywalkers in everything I watch. You know, they they can be separate. right. So hmm, awesome. So it'll be interesting. I've heard I've heard talk of them bringing in some. Skywalker saga characters into oh, really? into season two, so it'll be interesting to see if they do and how they do it. Whether they just pop in and pop back out, I hope they keep it kind of separate. Myself, yeah, I I, I think you're kind of right. Like I I kind of like. It. Hopefully, they use them as to like keep it parallel. Like you know what right. I mean? Like right, like a cross paths kind of situation. You know, <laughs> like right. uh, hey, wait, yeah, I know that's that guy. What I'm hoping. Yeah, well, and they're they're um. 
Uh, they're doing the Obi One show too. I don't know when that's supposed to be right. released. I think you know, so that could maybe be, just some crossovers it, or something between could, the two series if they're in the same time span. Yeah, that, that's that's my hunch, but you know, who knows? I mean, these these guys are are way smarter than me. I just I just show up to, <laughs> right. I just show up to watch this stuff. They uh, Favreau's light years shut ahead. Up, shut up and take my money, right? <laughs> yes, all of it, please, please. Oh yeah, I've had it. It's been a been a good year for Star Wars fans. Um, yeah, so, so I think Disney's doing a pretty good job. You know, I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they're paying their homage, you know, to Lucas and also going their own way. So in general, I'm pretty happy, mm-hmm. pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. For oh, sure, man. Well, I tell you what, this went about a half hour longer than I thought, but it was right. It was as <laughs> I, I told you, these podcasts, man, they are hard to. They're hard to cut them short. I, um, but you good know, water cooler talk. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I, I bet somebody's got a, a podcast with that name out there somewhere. So, so. Um, all right. Um, I don't know, man. I, I can't thank you enough, Troy, for joining us. Um, this was yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this was absolutely as good as I thought it was. I'm I'm very proud of this. I'll. Uh, I hope everybody it enjoys was like, it. It was like doing the ride again, going yeah, back and yeah. breaking it down and talking about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope uh, hope everybody feels that way. And if not, um, you know, they can go to uh, my webpage or whatever and tell me exactly how bad it was. So uh, <laughs> e- either way, I'm good with it. So, all right, uh, Troy, thanks for thanks for joining me. And yeah, you bet. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, absolutely. I want to count you in. So. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, thanks for helping Jeff.